And hello again, everyone. Welcome back to One Patriot Place here on WBLC Radio, part of the Ironic Radio Network. You can also find our podcast, as always, on the FullPressCoverage.com website. Our friends over there, they create some of their own tremendous Patriot coverage, and we ask you all to check out the podcast there and download the app. So you're on the air with Stephen Murph. We are One Patriot Place, and we're going to break down that Bills game. Um, that took place on Sunday, which was, I'd say it was very interesting. It was, as I wrote this morning, it was like a tale of two cities. I think uh, there were some great moments and there was some not-so-great ones, and we'll get into that. But before we go any further, the big green man's waiting. How we doing, Steve? Been better, but okay. All right, and all right, I can understand that, and I've been better too. You know, we've all been in the I've been better situation. Um, <laughs> Steve's out on the road. You think he's doing this front show from his car? <laughs> uh, at my, my, actually, in the lobby of a hospital in Boston. So uh, if if it echoes a little, that's because I'm down in the lobby and people are staring at me because they're like, "Why is this guy talking about football on his phone?" <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I, I'm I'm in an okay mood because we're four and zero, and I, both of us last week said that this was going to be a hard fought win, that this was going to be a a low scoring game. Uh, I think you you were a tad bit closer in your prediction than I was, but sixteen to ten and four and zero is better than sixteen to ten and three and one. So I'm going to take it. Well, I said, you know, if Edelman didn't play, which, I mean, he didn't play. He didn't he, play. He wasn't, used, he wasn't used as much as he normally does. I said it would be 17 to 13, so it wasn't that far off. No, not that far off at all. And um, it, it's, you know, it is what it is. It was a very hard-fought game. This Bills team is a very good defensive uh, ball club. Um, I think we all found out that, you know, Murph was right, and Josh Allen is, you know, a, just a giant suck bag of of a quarterback. He's just terrible. He's just awful. You're still looking for a quarterback, people. Um, and and well, I, I he, he wasn't he wasn't ready for defense on Sunday. No, that's for sure. And Brian Dayball was getting really upset with him, if you <laughs> noticed uh, after that third interception, because there was there was shorter stuff available. Mm-hmm. And he kept he kept trying to go for. The... He kept chucking it, just chuck yep. it, you know. And there, there's more to this game than chucking it. That's why you know Dan Marino doesn't have a single <laughs> Super Bowl championship. <laughs> um, 
I'll just throw that in there. I got all the respect in the world for Dan Marino, except for, you know, he was a dolphin. Um, but that's, that's really what it comes down to. You were stupid. The Patriots weren't. Um, they were banged up at almost every level on the, uh, the offensive side of the ball. They were hurting at wide receiver. We're hurting at um, at tight end. Hurting in the, um, on the off all across the offensive line. I I tweeted out during the during the game that uh, th- this line is a mess, and it really is. Uh, the The Bills have one of the better pass rushes in the NFL. They've got a lot of talent on that line, and it showed. It did. Um, it doesn't matter what quarterback is is under center. It could be Tom Brady or or Ryan Allen. If you don't have time to throw the ball, and I'm just talking about 2.5 seconds, and Brady didn't have that on Sunday, this is the 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 score that that's going to happen. If you can't run the football, and the offensive line wasn't able to to uh, to help get the running game going, you can't in turn do what the Patriots like to do. Whatever most of the success that the Pats have had this year has come, in the passing game has come off of play action, even though the, the running game has not been fantastic, but it has come off of play action and they couldn't set up play action on Sunday, could they? No. Um and uh you know the offensive line just struggled, I thought. I mean Yep. You know, we we've talked about this on the pod a couple of times and you know, they're not getting that push. Um, they're being held, you know, uh, right up at the point of attack. And then when you look at, you know, the running backs are getting hit at or behind the line of scrimmage. And, you know, you can find a little flaw with Sony Michelle if you want to, uh, saying he maybe he's a tad uh, slow and hitting the holes. But there's not many holes for him to hit. No. You know, and they did have a little bit of um, – they did have a little bit of success a couple of times when they were running inside. And I thought Jacob, I was going to say yep. Jacob, Jacob Johnson is putting himself okay. He, he did, man. Nice block. Yep. So. I, I liked Yakov Shmirnov. Um, <laughs> and I was, I was kind of happy with the product. I've been waiting to use that all week. <laughs> <laughs> I like what he, what he did out there. Um, you, you can't compare him to a pro bowl fullback. You can't. Um, no, but it's a second for, for game. what he was asked to do, he went out there and did it, and that was fantastic. And our guest is on the line. We've got a great guest for you this week, guys. Really got a great guest for you. Uh, Bern Bushmaster from over at Pat's Pulpit has, has been called up to the majors, man, after after two fantastic starts at AAA. Uh, yeah, we've called him up to the majors, and here he is. Bern, how you doing, boss? Hey, I'm doing good. Thank you for having me again. How are you? For, for those that don't know, I, I, Burn is... I would, is I would have thought Burn would go put on waivers when he come on this podcast, but hey. <laughs> <that's it. laughs> Burn is, is one of the best writers over, over at Pat's Pulpit, and I, the dude is amazing, and I was lucky enough to have him on Sports Infusion a couple of times, and no disrespect to my friend. I was just making a joke. And I'm like, hey, we got to get burned on on a one Patriots place so we can just talk some pats for like nonstop three, four hours. Let's just go. Let's just go. And uh, and he agreed to be with us. If you don't know, Burn lives across the pond 
over in Europe. It's five hours ahead over there, and he's just gotten home from work, and he's probably sitting there smelling smelling dinner that, that his wife made for him or that they ordered out. And thank you very much, buddy, for taking time out today to come here and talk some Pats with us. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Always, always happy to talk about the Patriots, especially, you know, after win. So let's do this. Yeah, luckily, luckily we came away with one. And um, I want to ask right off, right off the, uh, right off the top, bud. Uh, what did, what did you think of Mr. Allen's performance? I mean, before he decided to become a running back and leave the game. Well, he's always been a running back to a certain degree because his passing is underwhelming. I would say. Hmm. Uh, Bravo. Yeah, I'm not the, I'm not actually I think he's a, he's a he's a he's a good kid and 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 everything but he's just too careless with the football. So I'm not convinced that he can be a franchise quarterback in the NFL like the elite guys. Mm-hmm. I I, th- I think he can win games for you, but he's also going to lose games for you as well. That's it and that's what keeps you in the um serviceable area and not the elite area i said on draft day that day that the um the bills drafted the wrong allen and i stick by that <laughs> i mean the, the wrong ryan and i stick by that go ahead steve hey Vern. Uh, first of all thanks again for coming we appreciate that but i wanted to get your feelings on what the patriots defense did to the to allen in this game i mean i thought they confused the heck out of him yeah, I feel like I feel like that's a good that's a good way of looking at it. Um, when you when you when you watch the game, especially in third downs, they really went with the Amoeba front to challenge him mentally and challenge his understanding of the game. And I feel like he he was kind of itchy in the po- in the pocket. If you saw it, he often tried to move forward, move backward. And I actually, I, I wrote a story for Pat's Pulpit today about uh, J.C. Jackson's two interceptions, and both of them were the result of Allen moving off the spot and throwing with poor technique. So I feel like the Patriots knew they wanted to, ex- that, that this was an area they could attack, and whether it was by scheme or pass rush, they really, they really confused him and really... N- made him look like the young pastor that he is. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, you know, because I thought that, you know, Belichick knew what he needed to do. And, you know, especially early in the game, he just looked completely lost uh, early in the game. And I know that Brian, um, Brian Dayball was getting a little frustrated with, the, you know, the decisions he was making, you know, in the pocket because the, at times it looked like there was some stuff underneath he was insistent on trying to throw the ball down the field. Yeah, I feel like the, the first interception to, to Jackson is really a good example of that. Uh, the Patriots had man coverage across the board with, with Jackson one-on-one with, say, Jones. And you get the feeling that, that Al really wanted to go deep. He really liked the matchup. But, you know, if you're, if you, if you're confident in your player to, to make a catch, that's that's great. That's awesome. But A, was Darren McCourty in, in the area as well to potentially break up a pass? And 
be as soon as Allen had to move a bit in the pocket because Lawrence Guy was crashing down on him, he had to knew that he couldn't step into this throw properly. And Frank Gore was wide open in the flat, but he never right. even he never even looked at him. So that's like I mean, those things come with experience, of course, but as things stand right now and Allen being like fifteen starts into his career, what it what, what it is. Um, I feel like the Patriots knew they could trust on him to make mistakes, and they were proven right. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more, Murph. Let, let's let's talk about um, let's stay on on this side of the ball. Uh, how much do you feel Kyle Van Noy um, has? I'm trying to put this the right way because it was semi answer. <laughs> how how how? how how does the, the, the defensive backfield affect what Kyle Van Noy and the guys were able to do on Sunday against this, uh, this Bill's offense? Well, um, my, my colleague, Mark Schofield, who's uh, writing for Pat's Pulpit and doing a podcast, uh, he mentioned in his, in his latest episode uh, a quote from Bill Belichick about how the pass rush and the coverage work together and how to feed off each other. So I feel like the Patriots are a perfect example of this now. You have a lockdown secondary across mm-hmm. the board. It's really you really have I mean you could go down to to like the, the lowest level of the depth chart, but the Gilmore's, Jackson's, McCordy's, they're all really, really good. They're playing at a high level together, and this naturally helps the players in front of them, the front seven, the Noy, and, and who else you're talking about. Um, but also, they're really doing a good job of making life hard for opposing quarterbacks. They're really challenging. Give, they, they give challenging looks. They drop, they rush, they play over and under fronts. They really they're really making life easy for the secondary while the secondary is making life easier for the front seven. So it's it's hard to look at it in a in a vacuum is what I'm saying. Yep. But I feel like a player like like Vinoy or Collins, those guys are in a position to be more aggressive because they know they don't have to get to the quarterback within two seconds, but they can take three seconds, four seconds, because the coverage in the back end will be sound to a certain degree, of course. But it kind of it kind of feels like the, the Patriots defense is playing loose in a sense that they really don't have to worry about what the other guys are doing because right. they know they are doing their jobs. And it, in my opinion, it shows. I agree. It, it really is the um, the confidence that they have in the in the guy next to them in the huddle. I haven't seen this uh, on a Patriots team on the defensive side of the ball in in a very very long time. Now you wrote up a um, a nice little uh, piece on on Jones this morning. Why don't you talk about that a little bit? Uh, I wrote uh, I wrote about Jones yesterday. I wrote about Jackson this morning. Oh, that's right. I, I'm sorry. I, 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 God, man, I read both of them and I got it mixed up uh, on J.C. Jackson this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's you know that's the problem when you when you have have so many good players to talk about, or t- or so many good articles. 
to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, um, I'm just doing what's best for the team. You do, man. You, I, you, I love the way you put the team first, and that's why you're working at Pat's Pulpit, and I'm not. So, <laughs> that's, you know, you're, you're way above our pay grade, Murph. It's, Thank you, bud. <laughs> once, the, once the cap rises, then we could talk about that. There you go. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, so I looked at, at Jack's performance because A, it was terrific, and B, he really he made three impact plays in the game. And yep. without those, the Patriots may have lost. You know, it's a lot of hypotheticals to go into that. But right. um, he directly helped the Patriots score 10 points because one was a field goal after a second interception. The first was the blocked punt. So uh, I, 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 took, uh, I took a closer look at those plays and I feel like um, they really show A, the quality of Jackson as a player, B, the quality of the Patriots' defense as a whole, and C, the quality of the Patriots' coaching which was evident on the blocked punt because they knew that the the Bills were kind of unable to adapt to the vice cornerbacks who are covering mm-hmm. the Gunners on the on the on the edge uh, on the on the outside. Excuse me, uh, coming into the middle, and the Patriots did that on the on the blocked punt in the first quarter and. Uh, Jackson really he took advantage of of the Patriots having outmanned the Bills up front. So um, you know when you look at the film, and that's what I did for the the article you mentioned. You really see that uh, Patrick De, uh, DeMarco, the um, one of the blockers, he really was unsure whether to take Brandon Bolden or Jackson, who was moving inside and. It kind of he kind of not yeah. blocked both of them, so Jackson was able to just crush into the backfield, and he did a tremendous job of getting in front of the ball, not into the player. So he played it technically really with a sound, and it really was. Um, that that's also something that speaks for the coaching, not just knowing that the Bills may have troubles with moving the wise players in, but also teaching the the rusher to hit to not hit the player but to project the trajectory of the ball and go for that and that he did the tremendously well on that play it was really across the board well executed and it's it's you know there's so many little details going into a play like that which i find fascinating to highlight as as, as fast as i can with my abilities yeah but also it shows just how Detail oriented the Patriots as a as an organization organization are that they know that the Bills were going to have troubles with it. They know how to attack the punter without risking a penalty, even if the ball is missed. And they are quick to react once the ball is in the air. It's just really a perfectly executed play, and it's something worth taking a closer look at, in my opinion. And also it shows that, you know, the Patriots know that when Brandon Bolden is on the field that, you know, he's going to command extra attention and that's going to open things up for other ball players. That goes without saying. I mean, It goes without saying, but I say it anyway, and I say it every week here on the Brandon Bolden show. 
Right so, yourself. You know, Steve, go ahead. Yeah. Well, one of the things I wanted to mention, uh, Fern, and uh, I, I wrote something about it on Sunday before the game, was the fact that, you know, uh, back in the spring, a lot of us were wondering how this defense was going to be able to adjust with all these new faces on the coaching staff. And now the thoughts that we had concern over that seemed kind of ludicrous because this uh, defense looks like it never missed a beat going back to the playoffs last year. What does that tell you about what kind of a staff Bill Belichick puts together, especially every year? All these new faces come in. I mean, Gerard Mayo, you know, Brett Bielma has a different role this year. And these guys have just gelled right from day one. Yeah, I feel like a lot of this has to do with Belichick himself and with the scheme he implemented when he joined the Patriots. I know it's it's 20 years ago, essentially, but the core principles of the Patriots' defensive play are still in place. And the you know, that's why all the new players coming in and coaches coming in, the, the train keeps rolling and you may have up and ups and downs, that's that's only natural. But I feel like as long as Belichick is here and his scheme is in place and he is the one overseeing the operation playing the piano. They, playing the piano, yeah, absolutely. Playing the piano. <laughs> <laughs> he was just showing off. I'm pretty sure about that. <laughs> but, you know, as long as he is there, um, the Patriots can overcome losing coordinators. They can can overcome losing losing players like Trey Flowers, for example. And one thing to, to add to that is he doesn't have to worry about the offense. He really can't focus on, on, on running the defense because Josh McDaniels is enjoying his full trust Excellent point. Running the offense. So Belichick can further immerse himself into this defensive process, into helping Gerard Mayo, helping Steve Belichick, helping the other assistant coaches, getting up to speed rather quickly. That's like that's for me the biggest reason why the unit is performing so well going back to last year. And another is that I feel like there's a lot of experience on the staff, nevertheless. I mean, Demarcus Covington is around, has been around for a few years. Belichick has been, Steve Belichick has been around for a few years. Gerard Mayo has enormous experience as a player, so yep. he sees he sees the game maybe with a different set of eyes, if you will. So it it kind of feels like even though you may not have the big name coordinators like like. The Patriots had back in the day. Um, you still have an intriguing mix of of people on the staff, and they are really able to mesh well with what Belichick is providing as a groundwork. So, you know, it's a lot of factors playing into that, but this mix of the people they have and Belichick providing building the foundation is really what helped them transition into this year. Mark, do you, do you think Mayo's time away and in the broadcast booth or behind the desk has helped him in coming back to uh, to become a coach? That's that's tough to say because it's you know there's there's 
there's such a big difference between playing and and not playing essentially yep. not being involved in organization but i think that you know what you have to do as an analyst for example is you have to be able to explain the game you have to be able to break it down for the audience so it's more like a teaching perspective if you will mm -hmm. and i think that may have helped him transition to the role of a teacher which you know a coach in essence is a teacher yep and this may have helped him in, in this regard. I don't know how much of it really, I mean, I think you can't put it into percentages is what I'm saying, but uh, that's something that I can envision him, you know, helping his status yeah. as, a, as an assistant coach now. Oh, good point. All right. Um, let, let, let's jump over to the offensive side of the ball. Um, Tom, has gotten a a bit of has taken has taken it on the chin a little bit by the media for his performance in this game um do you agree with that i do not i think that you know there were a lot of drop passes in this game there were there were balls that he you know chose to throw away instead of um trying to force the situation and knowing that that his his defense was going to be able to pick the team up this week he wasn't going to set them back in the way that you know Allen and Barkley had done uh for their teams do you agree with my my point uh one I 100% agree with your point uh it, that's you know that's that summed it up pretty well here um one thing i would i would add is that um Josh McDaniels talked about Brady being adaptable to whatever game the play Patriots feel they need to play in order to win. Um, he said that in like the Do Your Job documentary that came out before the season. And I feel like that was one of those games. The Patriots probably knew that it would be a defensive-dominated game and that they needed Brady to basically control the tempo, not make too many mistakes or not make any mistakes, which, of course, he threw an interception in the end zone. But other than that, um, I feel like he... And, and I know it's, 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 it's a hard term because nowadays people used to use, use game manager like as a negative, but right. he really managed the game well is what, what I feel like. Of course, things could have gotten better. The receivers could have been more open. The, the blocking was inconsistent. The running game didn't get going. But as for Brady himself, I feel like yes, he missed he missed some throws. Yes, he threw an ugly interception. But he still kept the Patriots ahead of the curve, and I feel like that's what the Patriots wanted him to do. So on the list of concerns coming out of this game about the offense, I feel like he is right there at the bottom. Right. And right up right up the top it has to be this offensive line, which in the first three games of the season did really well in, in pass protection, but they didn't um, seem to work as a cohesive unit. We've heard Scar talk, you know, at, you know, nauseam almost about how the the offensive line has to work as one unit and that did not happen sunday did it 
Not really. I mean, it, it's it's really it, it's really tough because on one hand you have a Bills defense that is really really good. Yep. Arguably, arguably top three in the NFL. And on the other hand, you have a unit that is missing its left tackle. So, not not saying that Marshall and it's center and, and it's, it's center, you know, yeah. yep. A lot so, of people yeah. keep forgetting yeah, it's, that it's just a lot of movement up front and. Um, it's I'm I'm confident that that it will get better over time because you know the more the those five guys practice together play together the better the execution will be. But on Sunday it was kind of it was it was like the rest of the offense it was inconsistent. They had some stretches where they blocked really well both in the passing game and the running game. But the receivers weren't open. The receivers were open. They didn't block well. So it just all kind of it didn't go as smoothly as it should be, which has to do with with the way the Bills were playing. But the main problem I have with the with the line is that you're really on your third string tackle on the left side, possibly yep. your your fourth string tackle if we're. Um, thinking about Cashews being on, on PUP still. So you know, teams will teams will struggle when the offensive line has turnover. And not I'm not going to say that the Patriots struggle because here they are at four and oh with point differential of one thousand points approximately. So <laughs> you, you really have to see it in, 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 in the whole context of the season. Yes, they struggled on Sunday. Yes, it wasn't pretty. But I feel like the unit as a whole can improve. And once I say a win is back, which I expect will happen, then I can see it just gel a little bit more and look a little more smoother. And of course, it will take time. But the Patriots O-line we're seeing now is not the one we're seeing in November, in December, and into the playoffs, is my opinion. Folks, if you're just joining us, we're talking with Bern Bushmaster of Pat's Pulpit, and he's here sharing his, his fantastic knowledge with us, and, and, and we're just so thrilled to have it. And Steve's sitting here and, you know, telling doctors, no, take somebody else first. He's doing this show <laughs> from his doctor's office to get, yeah, get, I'm get this all I'm getting in. a few stairs out here, so... Uh... <laughs> But hey, you know so, what? If they if, don't if, like it, they can they can throw me out. It wouldn't be the first it. time. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Out of out of a doctor's office or a bar, and and quite frankly, a couple of wars couple that we can't talk about here yeah. on air. Yeah. Steve, go, go ahead. Out of a couple, I've been thrown out of a couple of countries too, but yeah, we won't, that's a story for another time. Anyway, Bern, uh Yeah, well, while we're talking about the offensive line, I think you guys touched on it perfectly. And now, uh, you know, we're looking at the offense as a whole, and and the the running game showed some signs of coming together. I thought when they ran <clears throat> more in the middle of the field, they had they had some success. You know, um, I just think those stretch runs right now aren't there, and I think, uh, you know, I was a little surprised with Rex Burkhead being so limited and they only, he only had one touch in the game that they didn't sit him down for the week. 
and just let him heal up and let uh, Damian Harris get some work in, which which I thought would have helped because, you know, Burkhead, he's been kind of their hot hand in the, in the backfield. And he only had one touch. He had one catch, no, no runs. I was a little surprised by that. Uh, initially, initially I was too. I, I thought that if, if Burkhead's not ready to go, why not give Harris the snaps? But then I thought about something that I, uh, I, feel, I think like it was Josh McDaniel said, said a while back, is that the Patriots don't want to put their players in situations in which they are not comfortable. So it's plausible. I don't know if, if that's the case, but I, I think it's plausible that Harris just isn't ready yet to fill that role, that they just don't feel confident in him being put in a, in a tough situation. And Tom Brady said it earlier this week that it's really hard for a first-year player to learn this Patriots offense. Because mm-hmm. he looked good in the preseason, but the preseason you have no game planning, or essentially right. no game planning. You have... And, like, and then, you know... Sorry, yeah? Yeah, go ahead. Um, everything, is, everything is, like, down to the minimum of what you need to do. And now it's, like, really... You the have, game is slower. Yeah, the game is slower. And now it's really tough not just physically but mentally to be on point and you know what the Patriots are doing is a lot of you know a lot of movements a lot excuse me a lot of movements a lot of shifts you know you have to see the game like yep. Brady sees the game and, and all those things and I feel like a player being out there who's who knows what he does but who may not be at full speed like Burkett might be more valuable in a game like Sundays as compared to a player who is healthy and who can do the thing the things physically, but who may run a wrong route at one point and it leads to an interception and stuff like that. So that's I feel like the Patriots are weighing those things against each other and still decided that Burkett, despite the limited snaps that he was going to get, or the limited touches he was going to get, was still more valuable in the context of this game and how this game would develop as opposed to to Damon Harris. Good point. I know that, you know, uh, back when James White was a rookie, he only played in three games. So uh, that, that could be. I was just wondering because I, I thought since you know, they're so banged up right now. They have so many injuries, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And Burkhead was a game-time decision. I thought, you know, this might be a week to kind of get his feet wet a little bit. But, you know, they they know more than we do. So Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> called for it in my keys of the game, but maybe they just thought that this defense was just a little bit too good for him to stick his toe into the pool. Yeah, I, I, I certainly see where that, where that could be the case. No, um, but I, regardless of, of, of this argument, the, this run game really does need to get on on point. The, the, the Pats do so much off of play action that uh, he, more, more so than anybody else in the league over the last two years, that this really needs to, to, to happen quickly. With the changes on the offensive line, with the fact that we don't really have a, um, 
a center right now that can pull the way that even Andrews does. Um, do you see things getting better and better for for the run game? I do actually. I I, I think you know with the offensive line getting better, and I feel like they will, uh, unless you know another injury comes along. But speaking as it stands right now, I feel like it will get better, and I also think that Sony Michelle showed some sign of life. Yep. On Sunday, because you know. Um, the Patriots gained, I feel like I think it was 3.9 yards per rush, which is not actually all that bad. It's, no. like it's not overwhelming, but it's not. It, it could be worse. And the, the problem that I see right now is that it's just too hit or miss. You have, like Michelle had, mm, I think eight runs where he gained a yard, yeah, or a few than a yard. So. That's it's really. They were just living in the Patriots' backfield. Their their the de- yeah. that defensive front. It it was really difficult for Michelle to get going. He did have the one long run of 15 yards, but other than that, there there's nowhere to run and nowhere to hide for him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I I'm having a difficult time getting on Sony 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 for this um, type of thing. I mean, the only person that that averaged four yards a carry was Brandon Bolden, and uh, he only had one carry. <laughs> He had a touchdown, so yeah, he did. <laughs> offensive MVP in my book. I don't, I don't want to bust your bubble, but Dorsett had one carry for nine yards, so <laughs> he didn't score though. So he didn't he score. <laughs> didn't score, and you know, I, I don't count. Sweet God, man, get out of here! Just go out there and you know, create some fucking separation. Get me a little yak, God damn it! And I love, I love Dorsett. I really do, man. There's, there's nobody more more sure of hands on this team than, than Philip Dorsett. But I just want a little yak when, you know, there's there's anybody around you. <laughs> Anyone. Um, I, I, I think we've covered this really well. I want to flip it over and, and talk about this Sunday's game. We haven't done this the past couple of weeks. We've been coming back and doing a, um, a second show, but I want to touch on it with Byrne because, you know, he, he – Quite frankly, he's a lot better than the two of us, folks. He really yeah. is. <laughs> but how, how do you see the Patriots attacking uh, the the Redskins this weekend? Um, is, is, is right now? I think the point spread is is actually at nine hundred and forty three, and the the over is nine hundred and forty seven. So, what what do you think they're going to do this week? I feel like it's. I, uh, I, it's, I really don't I, I don't want to say it, but I, I feel like the Patriots are just going to roll over the... Say it. Say it. <laughs> because it's just, it's, it's you know, uh, a friend of mine, he's, he's you know, he's, he's a Redskins fan. But oh, that's a shame. Yeah, but they're just not, they're, they are not good, unfortunately no. for him. And it's, you know... How old I is he? Like is he? Was he alive when they were good? He's 34 right now. Oh, so, so no, he's never seen a really good Redskins team. Okay, that's, <laughs> you got to respect that. All right. I mean, I mean, it's you know, you gotta you gotta hold him in a high regard that he's still mm-hmm. a Redskins fan at this point. I do. I respect the hell out of that. Just because, like the logo and just go with it. You know, yeah. I, I'm assuming this is somebody you went to school with. You know, not somebody in in the states. No, so it's actually they, they, actually the. The former roommate of my wife. Mm. He's he's from he's from Washington. So, 
Oh, he's from yeah, Washington. Oh, okay, yeah. so he was born into it. All right, all right. I still yeah, respect like, it, though. Yeah. He didn't pack up and leave. No, no, no. <laughs> Just the country. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, <laughs> about the, the about Washington, I feel like the Patriots. This this is the game, and it may be a hot take at this point, but this is the game the running game gets going. I say I've said it, and I'll say it again. Mm-hmm. You know, Washington's just not good against anything. Anything? So yeah. I can't see. I can't see why the Patriots will will attack. You know, whichever way they want to attack. But I, I, I really feel like they want to get this running game going, and Sunday will be a good opportunity to do that because Washington is surrendering. I think four four and a half yards per run or something like that. So, Four point nine. That that's not good. <laughs> so I feel like there will be opportunities for the Patriots to really go along and to get the line a bit more comfortable, to get uh, Jakob Johnson a bit more action as a run blocker. So I can see the Patriots really relying on the running game mm-hmm. and the play action game to to move the ball against Washington. I brought up a point during this this last game that the Patriots may still really need another option at wide receiver. Um, Now, obviously, that's not going to happen in the next few weeks. Do you agree with that at all? Yeah, I I think they, they do need another option because what Sunday's game showed against the Bills is that... Once Edelman's covered, it's really mm-hmm. hard to yep. rely on anybody else but James White. And James White's not going to gain 15 yards per catch. That's just unrealistic, given his position. Uh, I mean, the Patriots, there's an argument to be made that the Patriots will not face a team that skilled in the secondary as the Bills. But having somebody out there, having another another pass catcher, certainly would somebody help. to draw some some coverage away. Yeah, absolutely. Somebody like yeah. that. I mean, they had, they had it with Antonio Brown for they did twenty snaps. So uh, having somebody like that is getting somebody like that is unrealistic. You know, there won't be a oh, seven-time Pro Bowl player available unless he really has red flags all over his place. But one thing I can I can um, I'm really interested in seeing is how Benjamin Watson will look like when he's when he's back. Thank you. Because you know he has some chemistry with Brady. He has played in his offense before. I know it's a while back, but he knows the terminology from basic perspective. And I can see him get more action in the passing game than both Matt Lacoste and Ryan Izzo. So. Maybe that's maybe that's your guy to at least somewhat help the it, the other players around him. It's amazing. This is why I have people like Burned On. That was the, my exact follow up to that question: was how Ben Watson is going to affect things come this Sunday, and how big of a role do you think he's going to play? And and that's that's why I, I I say, hey, Burned. You know, that's why I bring these people here. For all of you to hear, because Burns should be doing his own freaking podcast every week, but he does so much he probably doesn't have time to sleep already. Um, go ahead, Steve. <laughs> yeah, to, to piggyback on that Ben Watson talk, I mean, 
you know, we're watching him this summer. Um, he still runs well. And, you know, the the one thing that they did a lot last year was even on days when Gronkowski wasn't open, they would attack the seams and it would bring those safeties toward the, more toward the middle of the field. Yep. And I think that'll hope, uh, well, that'll open up a few more lanes for these guys outside the numbers a little bit because I think Watson will be able to do that. But it, it'll be interesting to see how, you know, they, they bring him back into the fold. I'm, I've always liked Ben, so uh, I'm kind of biased. And he's an underrated him. blocker. Right. But uh, looking at the Patriots' defense this week, Bern, I think this is a game they should really dominate because as bad as uh, Washington is defending the run, they're probably worse running the football. Yeah, yeah that's probably true. And, I mean, it's – I mean, if the running game were, were the only issue, but they also don't have a quarterback that you can rely on, I think. We're talking I, about, I mean, man, Colt McCoy is starting this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> he has experience. you got to give him that. Yep. But I just, I just don't see how either of the three quarterbacks can effectively challenge the Patriots. I feel like they will throw a lot at them. When it comes to you know shifts and movements and just like they did with Josh Allen, I feel like we will see things like that, especially with Hightower being back potentially. So I can't see how to how Washington will move the ball through the air and on the ground. And I I I can't see them you know score a touchdown or something like that. That's possible, mm-hmm. but it would be a surprise if they scored more than. 14, 17 points in that area. Wow, you're you're more generous than I am because I, I've got them scoring six. I got them scoring six points. Yeah, that wouldn't the, surprise me. Yep, the the Patriots may trail in this game for the first, in this season for the first time this coming weekend three to nothing. And I'm going to give Washington that that kudo for the year after the Patriots win the Super Bowl this year. Your buddy and all the other Washington fans will be able to say, well, yeah, but we were leading against the Patriots at one point this year, and nobody else in the NFL was able to do that. <laughs> I am. I'm shaking this. I'm shaking this Buffalo game off um, like a like a uh, like a bad cold. It, it was. It was. It, it is what it is. They went up against a fine defense. They were shorthanded and undermanned. At, at certain areas, and and it's just something to build on. When you run into a team like that, as, as I said, you know the the great teams come out with a W even on bad days. And a lot of people on the Patriots side of the ball had a bad day on Sunday. I don't see many more of them as the season progresses because, as we all know, this team right now, in years past, has been two and two, two and three, and you've seen it. Uh, all come together by you know Christmas, and uh, that's when things really freaking start to happen. Burn, why don't you? I want to thank you again for being here uh, with us. Would you tell everybody where they can read you and where they can keep up with you on social media, my friend? Well, uh, first off, it's a pleasure to be here. I really enjoy you know talking football on a on a Tuesday morning. At least mm-hmm. it's, it's morning for you guys. Yeah, morning here, <laughs> man. You're 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 set for dinner. I want to get you to that steak. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's you know that's 
gotta take it easy with this take. <laughs> and that's why you're. That's why you look the way you do, and I'm round. So go ahead. <laughs> no. Uh, anyway, uh, love to love talking to you. Love being on the show. Uh, it's it's a pleasure as always. Um, so you can read my stuff and. I'm obviously representing Pat's pulpit here, so I'm not just speaking for myself, but for all the other great people that we have at patspulpit.com. Mm -hmm. And you can also follow us on Twitter at patspulpit, so that's kind of easy. And you can follow me on Twitter, and now it's getting a bit hard, at burntbuckmaster. So probably just follow Murph, and he'll throw a link yep. out there. I will. I will, folks. Please don't. It's, it's, oh, my God. For somebody with dyslexia, it has been really difficult, you know, with, with Burns and his, and his handle. I got, a, I, I, got, I got our good friend Mike DeBate to change his, to change his at, because it was just too goddamn confusing. I'm going to work on Burned. It's going to be Burned Pulpit or, or Pulpit Burned something. We're going to do something, so it's going to be easier for the people to get to to you, my friend. I mean, it's my uh, mission in life. Twitter has this autofill-in function, so you wouldn't have to worry about that. Right, That's, right. Like, I, I am. I am so lucky times. about that. I just type in. I, I just type in B E R, and then you know, up, up there it is. There it is. And so once you people get start following him, it'll be easier to find him. And believe me, you do want to find him because he does. He and all of the great people over at Pat's Pulpit do some fantastic work, and Burned is right up there. I mean, I, I honestly, dude, I don't understand how you work at the consistent level and putting out as much as you do. I mean, I'm an old man that's semi-retired, and I don't write as much as you do. I'm just freaking lazy, I guess. I don't know, man. But, you, folks, you <laughs> got to check out my man Burned and everybody over there at Pat's Pulpit. Thank you so much for taking the time, bud. Please thank your lovely new wife. Congratulations again on your um, on your nuptials for giving, uh, letting, sharing you with us this afternoon. And we will talk to you soon, man. You you have made it into the uh, into the rotation, and we hope to have you back real soon. It's my pleasure, always. Thank you so much right. for having me, and looking forward to talking to you soon. All right, bud. We'll talk to you. Thanks a lot, buddy. Burn Bushmaster, ladies and gentlemen. Fantastic, man. The dude is just great. I think fun. That, I, think, I think they're trying to tell me something at the doctor's office. They just brought a guy in here. I don't know if you heard it. With, with a vacuum cleaner. Uh, vacuuming all around me. So. <laughs> all right, folks. I don't know. Do you, do you want to do another show this week? Yeah, let's, let's do that one. Yeah, when we'll I do a Friday show, up. folks. We're going to let Steve go get cured of whatever is ailing him. And uh, we'll, well be back there's, there's Friday. A, there's, yeah, there's a myriad of uh, ailing things with me right now. So uh, today is just one of them, like 19 that right. we're working on. And we're working around we're working around Steve's schedule with his with his medical staff. And we'll be back on Friday, and we'll preview the Washington game then. Uh, until then. He is Steve Balistrieri. I am Thomas Murphy. This is One Patriot's Place. We want to thank you guys for listening every week. We want to thank all the folks that carry our pro, our podcasts. And um, we'll be back Friday, folks. You have a great day. How about them Patriots?